Hello and welcome back to another episode of Not Without My Sister. I'm Rosemary. I'm Beatrice. And we're sisters. Is that cheesy? I think it's like good cheesy. I think it would be better if we were like, hi, I'm Sage and I'm Hutton. But Hutton sadly, is a good name. But sadly we're not. We're Rosemary and we're Beatrice because our mother decided to name us after elderly women she loved. Yeah, well, actually, she didn't have elderly. I mean, I'm sure she had elderly women she loved, but she didn't have elderly women named Beatrice and Rosemary. She just loves Victorian names. That's nice, isn't it? I don't know. I didn't think it was so nice when I was growing up with it, I have to say. Next time we should introduce each other. Okay. Like, she's Beatrice. Then you go, she's Rosemary. I am Beatrice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go, she's Rosemary, but it's not her fault. I should I should change the name of the podcast to Not About My Sister. Oh. That'd I don't good. know, I felt like it was about you last time. Because mom loves you. I had so many people say, sorry, Ro- sorry, Beatrice. Sorry, Rosemary. Sorry, Beatrice. It sounds like you really aren't the favourite. I'm not the favourite either and I never will be and neither will you. So they felt the truth of that story. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I got a message saying, you're both lovely singers, but especially whoever went first. And that was you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, I think our mother followed through that same week with two emails. She said, just so you both feel special, here's an email for each one of you. And to me, she wrote, personal in the title, Beatrice. Hello, blah, blah, blah. To Rosemary, she said, my true love, Rosemary. <laughs> Dear Rosemary. She said it in Irish, so it sounded a bit less cheesy. Yeah. And she didn't I was, say my true love. And Rosemary like, says, oh, you know, is this the same title that you got? And I said, no. So that put that to bed. I do love how she writes Parsons on emails, though, as if, like, I think she was always worried that somebody in the IT department at our workplace was going to read it. Yeah, I think she mistook it for a fax. Oh. <laughs> What are we going to talk about today, Beatrice? So today we're going to talk about the other people you've lived with in your life who are not your parents. Or you. Oh yeah, or your siblings. Oh, but we can kind of talk about it because like basically how we decided we would talk about this is on the eve of the end of our time living together as adults. <sighs> yeah. Do you consider that you sound like you're bored of me already? I'm not bored, I'm sad. I don't really, um, I don't really consider us adults, but yes. We are adults and Rosemary's moving out to be with her other adult, her male adult that she met here on Tinder on day two because she was having such a good time with me. She immediately went on Tinder and met loads of other boys, met this guy. Lots of other boys, like yeah. you're a boy. No, loads of other boys. Met this guy, got on like a house on fire, met him at Buffalo Wild Wings, right? Very romantic and went on a couple of dates and just really hit it off, brought him home to his house, made him watch Buffy. I mean, oh this my is... God, could you, st- this story started, actually it started badly because you made it sound like the second day I was here this year and now we're moving in together. This was last year, so we've been dating for a year. Oh, I wasn't referring to the, I wasn't actually judging your relationship. I was judging how no, but I'm just bored people you gonna... were with me. Oh, that you immediately fair. came over and you were like, oh, well, I've set up some, da-. I said, what are we going to do this week? She's like, well, Tuesday I have a Tinder date and Friday I have a Tinder date. Okay, glad you're here. Glad um, you're so excited to see me. That was, I mean, I had been here a week at that point. Right. (laughs) And so Rosemary's moving out to be with the love of her life. Right. Cue emotional music. Right. And then, so we thought we'd talk about... Violins. And, you know, I've 
I've had some observations that I've shared with you, I think, while you've been here, right, on what a great flatmate you are. Oh, my God, I'm regretting this. I was just about to ask you, do you think I've been a good or bad housemate? And I was kind of in my mind, I was preparing myself for the, well, you don't really do a lot of cooking. No, that's your obsession. You don't do a lot of cooking, but Don does a lot of cooking and I do a lot of cooking and you do a lot of eating of the cooking. I do the laundry. You do a lot of laundry. You've been a very good housemate, actually. Genuinely. Full stop. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) I think the only thing that I commented on that you were very offended by, you took serious umbrage, was when I commented that potentially sharing was not your fort. You have commented, you have made this comment several times. (laughs) I'm reminding you. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just that I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm finding it so grievously offensive because it's kind of true. Like, it's totally, kind of true. It's totally true. Mm. No, you're an, but the thing is, you're an extremely generous person, right? That's why you'll never be rich. You're extremely generous. However, there are many occasions when I've gone to see you scoop half the thing of ice cream. Like, it's not just one portion. It's like two and a half portions into your own bowl without ever saying, would anybody else like a scrap of ice cream before I, I polish this off? I, w- I, w- I would like to point out, and this is very relevant, you have weird ideas about how many portions are in those pints. Like, I, I've watched American movies. People eat a whole pint on their own. Maximum, that that tub of Talenti is like two and a half portions. After this, we shall go and read what is a portion on the back of the tub of Talenti. No, no. Nobody listens to them. Sure, a portion of cereal is basically like a whisper. On the very many Weight Watchers jaunts that I have gone on, I have very carefully adhered to the portion size. Just why you've been a more successful Weight Watcher than me, historically. I was about to say, I don't know that I've been very successful at all, but I've done Weight Watchers in every country that I've lived in. But Weight Watchers portions aren't real life portions. Just whatever. I can't even, I can't go on any more diets bored. Anyway, so back to um, people that you've lived with. And I thought your question today was a good one. Have we been good housemates? Because we're very quick to like criticize other people. Are we good housemates? Oh, yeah. You are a good housemate. Well, I wrote a piece recently about a few different people I've lived with and the ways in which they have been odd or difficult to live with. And then at the end of it, I was like, I'm sure at least one, if not all of them, have at some time, like at some point, texted their friend and gone, oh my God, Rosemary's doing this again. She's such a head wreck. You know what I mean? And like, definitely. But I can't think what it, I can't I'm sure think what it could be. That. Oh, I'll tell you. Oh. Rosemary will never make herself a cup of tea. Rosemary always wants me to make her a cup of tea. <laughs> but that's what my flatmate would complain about me. But like, I think we've 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 followed that one back to the source, right? That's our family. Everybody's always oh, yeah. like, yeah. "Oh, you're on your feet. Will you make us a cup of tea?" Yeah. No, 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 no. Kettle. But it's practically like you're on your feet. Would you make me a mushroom risotto? Like, <gasps> like nobody cares. You know what I mean? There's no limit to what you could be asked to do while you were on your feet. But it also means there's no limit to the asking. There's, there's no, no limit, limit to the asking. There's no limit to what you and can ask. There's no limit to what you can ask. And there's also no limit to what, yeah, to what you have to do. So I have like, to say, I mean, poor Don never asks me for anything, right? Ever. And like, the, and I, I will sit in the chair and I'll be like, oh, I'd love a cup of tea. And I think to myself, does Don look like he's making a move to get it within the next <laughs> hour and a half? And I'll be like, sit there, parched. But you know what? By that same token, at Christmas time, I will frequently find myself in the sitting room with you and mom and dad and be bursting for the loo. But literally be like, I'm not getting up. Because you know the first person to get up is going to go. And, and like, it's always something different. You make me a cup of tea. I'll have a coffee. I'll have a Bailey's with one cube of ice. And you're like, for But you know what? It's sake. also, um, it's also, it's my love language, right? It's not my love language. Mm-hmm. It's like my love language is what I appreciate the most. If somebody makes me a cup of tea, it's Acts the of nicest. Yeah, I know. That's really bad, isn't it? It's like the royal family. No, I mean, 
I think acts of service is kind of my love language for other people. I mean, I don't know. I also like <laughs> I also <laughs> like hugs and I like gifts. <laughs> so I'm not sure what the fourth one is, but I think I pretty much like three Physic- of them. Physical touch. Okay, I like that. Gifts. I, lo- I love them. Acts of service. I words of affirmation. Oh God. Oh, you love them. <laughs> oh God, I love them. <laughs> Absolute I think for there are five. Total I just can't remember the fifth one. I thought it was only four. Total Close distraction. Five. Like literally, that is the way. I mean, I'm telling you in the office, like people know that is how to get what they want. Because they're like, we're having a, you know, discussion, a heated topic, heated discussion about something like, no, you can't do this and we can't do that. And then you look great today. I'm like, do I? Do I really? Yeah, literally 10 minutes later, I'm like, God, I was in the middle of a different conversation that I can't remember because that bit of flattery really gets me. It just, it does. It's uh, like that book I read last week, um, Laura Jane Williams' Our Stop, which I would highly recommend, by the way. And there was a line in it where her friend is trying to talk to her about some gossip or, or she's trying to she's trying to get gossip out of her friend. And then her friend starts asking her about work and she's like, oh, she knows I'm a tart for my work. Oh, yeah. That's the one that you compared me to. Is that right? Yeah, because you're always saying this. like, But it's not about work. It's about flattery. God's sake. I am. I am a tart to flattery. I can't how, help it. How many housemates have you had? Can you remember? No, I was actually, I mean, because I, earlier on when you had this thought, I was like, that's not going to be interesting because it's going to be all about you. So <laughs> let me quickly tot them up. I don't know. You tell me how many you've had while I tot them up in my mind. Well, I'm trying to think how many men, like how many partners have I lived with? And then could we also erase the word tot from anybody's memory of me talking <laughs> I'm just going up. to tot them up I've over here. No, I've never, I've, I've never, I've never heard or seen you tot anything. Oh, but there up. she is, totting away. Tot tot. <laughs> I have lived with two boyfriends previously, mm-hmm. and then I've lived with. I'm trying to think how many strangers have I lived with? Like people, you know, people I didn't well, know on. before I moved Claire, in with them. Right. So like, you can't say anything bad about her. No. You lived with, and I wouldn't. I have nothing bad to of say. Of course about her. not. You lived with your boyfriends, so that's three people. You lived with that other person who was. I've lived with several people who had odd behaviours. Yeah, how many of them? Um, one in college and then two as an adult, I think. Who did you live with in college? I mean, where did you live with somebody in college? So, I, because oh, I went to college in Galway, oh, yeah. yeah. Galway, so yeah. I lived on campus the first year with three girls. And actually, that was mad because there were four of us in the apartment and then one of them moved her cousin in after about three months. The cousin never paid rent, never paid anything towards any of the bills and slept in your one's bed with her for literally six months. It was bizarre. Did you say anything? No, I mean, I, just, I think like I was 18 or 19. So I just was like, oh God, I wish I could say something. I think now I would. But you all got on well, didn't you? Like you guys. Yeah, yeah. We girls. all got on grand. Yeah. I mean, we all got on grand. There were things like one of the girls in hindsight, I think had a bit of an eating disorder and used to cook really, really late at night. And my room was on the ground floor. So it was kind of um, a duplex apartment and there was a bedroom off the kitchen. And then there were two bedrooms or three bedrooms. Upstairs. No, there were two bedrooms upstairs because two of them shared a room, which is also, I would, I I would have hated and they didn't know each other beforehand. But one of the girls used to cook really, really late at night right next to my bedroom and then also used to skip all the time in her room. So you just hear this like or like upstairs, which was very odd. (laughs) And like, I remember the first time it happened, I actually thought she'd like brought a guy home was having sex with him and I was like, it's way too rhythmic. And then I realized I was skipping. That's not unusual, Rosemary. Rhythmic sex? Just moving on. That reminds me of when I lived in Milan, though, and I had I had lots of different flatmates, like in various different apartments. But this particular one was probably my most. It was actually probably where I learned Italian because everyone else I lived with was not Italian. You know, this oh yeah, was of course, actual Italian, two Italian girls and a guy from South America, and his his Italian was 
excellent and he was actually dating one of the girls so it got like it got a bit uncomfortable because they were always breaking up and then getting back together oh I think I remember this together. yeah yeah but these guys never ever 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 cleaned a thing ever so I was always cleaning up and I remember at one point I just you reminded me there and I don't know why but at one point I went into the kitchen to cook something and I took down a bag of flour and it was full like it was crawling with weevils and I literally oh. nearly threw up on the spot. But I was also like, I was constantly revolting. cleaning this place. It was revolting. It was absolutely revolting. Oh. I, I lived with someone for a while who had a cat. And I remember at one stage, the kitty litter just began to stink. I suspect it was at the point of the relationship that things had started to disintegrate anyway. So I think at that point we were communicating exclusively via email. So we weren't really <laughs> speaking or texting or anything. So we were just emailing each other. And I had emailed saying, you really need to change the kitty litter. And they were like, oh yeah, like... I will or whatever and then a couple of days later I got home still no no kitty litter change and I went to pick up this it was like a cushion but it was a dog bed that I had bought for my dog and it actually was way too small for her then so the cat I thought was using it to sleep on and I went to move it and I picked it up and it was literally soaked through with wee that the cat had obviously been using it as her like wee cushion which is very glamorous in a way she was like oh my owners have provided this glamorous wee cushion it was so like it was literally it wasn't like you'd pick it up and you'd go, is this wet? It, like I picked it up and it dripped. It was soaked through. It was so disgusting. So disgusting. Oh. But it is moments like that that make you go, I'm glad I'm only renting this house because this like wee soaked cushion has been sitting on the solid wood floors for weeks. <laughs> You're like I'm glad this is not my home. I, I still need to worry wish. about I mean, I'd actually recommend to anybody who's thinking about buying a house, don't just rent because they are just so annoying. Everything's always breaking. Yeah. But that is one of the things of like adulthood that... I always loved when I was renting and something would break and you just get to email the landlord and go, you know, can I call a plumber and take it out of my rent? It's a very millennial thing. Apparently, I read an article this week that talked about how adulting, complaining about adulting is very millennial behavior. So you're not very cool, Rosemary. You'd want to watch it. You're just jealous because you're not a millennial, granny. I'm I'm a zenial. I'm a zenial. It's actually a thing because I'm not really Gen X because I don't really care about Ethan Hawke. And I'm not really a millennial because I'm too so old. So you do care about Ethan Hawke, I do not care. About, no, I do not. Are you joking? He's very weird teeth, doesn't he? I, I mean, I'm not judgmental like that, Rosemary, but he's just not my thing. Oh, I never please. Really those please. I'm not judgmental <laughs> like that. Early on, you like, <laughs> earlier on, we were talking about what we were going to talk about today and you give out about someone like, I suppose I'm not allowed to say that. Quiet. Sorry. Don't be betraying me. Okay, so anyway, I'm trying to think who I actually ever lived with. I lived with people when I was in college as well. And I think I think they probably did complain about me because they were all constantly just smoking and having friends over and like it was total bomb site and I was always I mean there's a common thread here where I was always trying to tidy up and I I mean until I moved in with Julie who was the best flatmate ever and she was always cleaning oh was she oh my god always cleaning every Saturday morning it was so head-wrecking before she organized our 24 hours of whatever we were going to do and gave me like my itinerary for the day which I hate by the way and she knows maybe maybe it. that's why you hate plans now no I mean I used to say to her like don't tell me what we're doing. I'm going to be glued oh, to your side Oh, just like bring anyway. me along. Just bring me along and surprise me. Oh, it's lunch and there's Xavier, you know. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, great. But when she used to say in the morning, you know, it's time to, t- tomorrow let's do this. Let's get up, let's have breakfast. Let's go and have a croissant. Then let's go here. Then let's go shopping. Let's have lunch with these guys. Then let's go there and then let's go and have a burger. And I'd be like, oh, I don't want to do any of that. I want to wake up and feel like a free spirit. Even though I, what I really wanted was like, it was great. She organized all I mean, best yes, things. like you totally want someone to bring you for delicious croissants. So you totally want to see your friends. You totally want to go to this nice yes. market. But like, I feel Julie's pain because sometimes I'll say to you, you know, we should do this. 
on Saturday and like it'll just be two things but I can see once I get past the first thing you like already start grimacing like maybe and then the second thing you're like oh no 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 just stop stop I don't like to think that suddenly it's going to be Monday again I like to feel like the whole weekend who knows what surprising things could happen you know I don't want to know like it's all planned what surprising things could happen you'd swear you were like footloose and fancy free living in Manhattan you're well like, I was at the time I was you're not now. no I'm not but I'm still like what surprising things could happen somebody might come over and accidentally mind the kids <laughs> we might find ourselves in the house changing nappies oh again god so no anyway so she used to so every Saturday morning we would wake up and she would she would set us to like a two-hour clean-a-thon and while I thought it was super boring I also appreciated it because then the house was so clean and so nice and then we moved up in the world and in Paris we actually had a cleaner who used to come oh, and clean for us once a week and we love it might have been once every two there's weeks there's honestly we nothing nicer him, than having Frank. a cleaner he was the best Frank he was the best he was that's really a cute name best. I was going to ask you if you ever had any big fights with with your housemates but now I, it just occurred to me that you need to tell everybody about the time you had the fight with Julie and then started like coyote uglying in your room <laughs> oh Jesus Christ I forgot about this oh no this is so embarrassing she's probably going to want to tell this oh anyway so I don't know you're going to have to tell it because I was I wasn't even I there I was drunk I wasn't even there well okay so I had a keyboard, right? <laughs> that had been given to me when I left Ireland because my mom and dad definitely feel that I have more piano skills than I actually have. So they were like, oh my God, she's really going to miss the piano. She's really going to miss practicing this piano and tinkling these ivories. So give her a keyboard. Something dodgy happened in our piano lessons because I got to grade seven and can still only play Coldplay and one James Blunt song. <laughs> Like something Like how did I have All these piano lessons And mom's convinced You're like a hidden jazz pianist But anyway Because once you played Some jazz And I think somebody in Wherever it's called West West Westmoreland Street Was like She's got some really good Jazz rhythm And mom's like Definite jazz pianist There Just You just You just didn't tap into it Anyway so I had the Keyboard And it was in my bedroom And And headphones Thank you Rosemary And headphones Because obviously I was trying to be sensitive To my neighbours And to my Right and so we had a massive row and I was full of emotion, <laughs> which I needed to express in some way. So I went down to my room, put so, on the headphones. So hang on. Did you have a massive row like on a night out? Oh, we had a massive row. It was oh, like so you 3 a.m. Like, it was literally okay. 3 a.m. So you we were both pissed, having I, a huge I, fight. I mean, I'd like to say I was a bit tipsy. I'm sure I was absolutely hammered. <laughs> hammered, right? Like the two of us had a screaming row. It was 3 a.m. So I went down to my room and I, unlike you, I had a repertoire of Beatles songs. <laughs> simple chords <laughs> and so I went and I what sat down and like, I don't know I had like let it be and I had oh um, my god I hope it was let it be I, there were all of them I played them all I went through the whole I'm just trying to think of like I played for about two hours oh. I also had Lady Madonna right I, which I was, I was actually pretty good at that and then there was um what was the other one that I liked oh Blackbird singing in the dead of night right that was probably my party piece in private so anyway I sat down on my tiny bench and I started playing this extremely angsty oh not God. exactly 100% correct Beatles music and I was thinking to myself I was like this is you know I was really just I was really just I think getting over the angst of this terrible row with my best friend <laughs> and I got up the next morning Julie was looking super smug and she's like she's like morning did you sleep well I was like yeah I did yeah she goes did you did you go to bed after our row last night I was like well you know I mean I went into my room she's like oh did you did you play any music and I was like oh yeah how did you know she goes well she goes, because I heard you. I heard you for four hours playing the Beatles. She goes, 
Uh, she goes, uh, you might need, you maybe need a bit more practice. And I'm like, oh my God. I was like, I don't even know how you could have heard that. I had my earphones, my headphones in. I go back in. The headphones were not remotely plugged in. I've been sitting there for four hours with these headphones and a dangling cord. <laughs> Poor neighbors. So embarrassing. Oh my God. Actually, oh my God. The neighbors hadn't even thought about them. I was just thinking about poor Julie. Poor me. So embarrassing. I mean, I don't know. Like if I was Julie, I think I would have thought you were doing it to be passive aggressive. Like I'd like to think that she thought it was beautiful. Okay. It wasn't supposed to be a punishment. <laughs> sure. She thinks fondly upon it was those. very stress relieving. Those times. I'm trying to think who else did I ever live with? Who else did you live with? Didn't you live with somebody who, um, a man at one point, no, who was a man who was supposed to make you a birthday cake or something. Oh, Is mom's right? obsessed with this story. I know that's why I remember it. Yeah, I She's always talking about it. I lived with a guy, but I mean, I didn't think it was that big a deal. I lived with a guy who was really, really good at baking, and basically for my thirtieth birthday, he was like, "I'll make you a cake. I'll make you a croque en bouche," because I love profiteroles. <laughs> love a profiterole, I do. And uh, mom was very excited about this. This is why yourself well, and Brandon loves... are going to get on so well. Yeah, he Cause... also loves baking and he loves a prof- he loves profiteroles, doesn't he? Didn't he have to go to the emergency room recently? Beatrice, due to Beatrice, I'm trying to turn a new leaf. I'm not saying embarrassing things about my partners on podcast or radio. <laughs> I'm sorry, but this is actually too good. Like, actually Brandon ate so many profiteroles that he needed to cart himself off to the emergency room. Am I incorrect? Is this an incorrect? He, you're. I mean, there's some details missing. So he. <laughs> He ate an entire bag of mini profiteroles that had been frozen. And then I don't even know if they were defrosted or if he just kind of got very enthusiastic and ate them out of the freezer. <laughs> he says at the time he said there were 16 and now he's revising it and said there were way more than 16. <laughs> and he then got terrible stomach cramps. Uh, Didn't connect the two. Curled up in a ball on the floor and called his mom. Oh, and she came and took nice. him to the emergency room. That's nice. I know. It's very nice. They had a nice bonding 10 hours waiting to be seen. And basically it was a profiterole. Well, he claims that they just didn't know what it was. That he's like, could have been ending. Okay. But it wasn't an ulcer, which is what he thought it was. Exactly. So back to your professional and your croc en bouche. So, yeah, but the croc en bouche never, never materialized. I think maybe on the day he was hungover or he was something he just didn't, like he just didn't, wasn't ours doing it. He was the same housemate that we were then communicating via email. I think this was before we oh, fell out. I was actually going to ask what happened. Like, how the did things, you end up talking via email with somebody? Things okay. might have been disintegrating at this stage. And he basically just didn't make the thing. I was like, I'm really sorry. I got caught up with whatever. And I didn't mind. I was like, oh, whatever. Because I was busy, like, stressing about this party and, like, whether people were going to come and what I was going to wear. And, you know, I felt fat or I didn't feel fat and I couldn't wear my heels. And then on the night, I mean, I would actually be a bit like you in terms of party planning I mean I don't know I hate a surprise party as well I was going to say I'd like people to surprise me but I'd just like I'd like to, I, I'd like I'd to wake a surprise up party, would I? I'd like to, to like fall into a coma for a month before my birthday and then wake up on the day of my birthday and for the party to be all planned but like not a surprise but still I didn't have to do all the planning and like I don't have to be stressed about it for weeks before because I just get very worried so let me just get this straight. You'd like to fall into a coma and in some way be informed about what's happening outside of the coma and then wake up and not have any muscle wasting and be ready to go to this party. Yeah, a short yeah. coma. Sounds great. Maybe a two-week coma. Anyway, how did we get, how do we, you know what? I've ended up communicating via email with a lot of my housemates. Maybe that, maybe I'm, I'm the common denominator. I know, I'm trying to think about any bad relationships I've had with any housemates and I don't think I've had any, although I'm sure now anybody who's listened to this will be like, I hated you. <laughs> did you never have any big scraps with any of your housemates? I'm not trying to think, like, who was a housemate apart from Julie? Julie's like... But, like, what about the Italians? You have to have had a scrap with a nice continental woman. I don't know that I had a scrap, but, like, definitely there was some suspicion about your woman, um, the girlfriend of 
the South American guy because she was Italian and she was very much your idea of like that. She was the Monica Bellucci of the apartment, right? So very glamorous, very, um, it was a very weird background. Like she was allegedly. Sorry, I love how you say she was the Monica Bellucci of the apartment. Like everyone, like every apartment has one. Oh no, I mean, I've never had a Monica Bellucci in my apartment. Okay. 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 She was like, if you can imagine, everybody else was super normal, including me. And she was the Monica Bellucci of the apartment. And, and she, like where everybody else, we all had a bedroom. I said, there was no shared, there was a kitchen and then a bathroom and everybody else had a bedroom. The kitchen was tiny, wasn't it? Yeah. And then we had a balcony, right? But her bedroom was more like, her bedroom was three times the size of everybody else's. And it was more like how you'd imagine if like Dame Barbara Cartland had a a suite it was more like a suite you know what I mean there was a a corner with the sofa and the living area and a bedroom with a a big I think it was a four-poster bed like full of you know velvet cushions like it was very seductive do you think do you think in hindsight oh do you think in hindsight her bedroom was meant to be the living area like in the design of the apartment I'm sure it was yeah so she had that because she was the one who'd gotten the apartment so she had that but and like she was very it was more like she was very odd she allegedly came from a very wealthy family and her family loved her, et cetera, but she couldn't really go home to them because she was trying to strike out by herself and she was constantly getting fired from her jobs. Like it was all very odd. You know, what she did she do? She was constantly getting, I don't know. I mean, I feel like she was a secretary or like a real estate, I think. She worked okay. in real estate. And then she would bring these guys home and they were always members of the police force, la policia, and she would bring them home in the middle of the night, like never before 11 o'clock. And your man, meanwhile, was the on-off boyfriend and he would be very kind of, sedately and patiently waiting for her in the kitchen while this, these policia were in her bedroom. It was very odd, right? Because like they were sharing a bedroom and then... Oh. Yeah, and then when she brought these guys home, he would be not sharing the bedroom. Like, it was really weird and there was no other room for him to sleep in so he would just be kind of hanging out in the kitchen while she was in there all night long with these guys. Okay, so she was definitely a sex worker. I mean, I don't... I didn't really think she was at the time and even mom came and stayed multiple times and laid in a futon on the bed beside me <laughs> and... <laughs> And mom does not sleep when she's with you, right? So she would lie beside me and I go, night, mom. And she'd go, night, pet, night, pet. Oh, have you read this book? Have you read this book that I see here on your bookshelf? Have you read that? I have, I keep, everybody keeps telling me it's a great book. Have you read it? <laughs> I go, oh my God. Yeah, I've read it. It's really good. I'll tell you all about it tomorrow. Let's go to bed. Okay, good night, good night, pet. Oh, have you read that book? Oh, I see you've got a great CD up there that I've been dying to listen to. Is that a good, oh, what's going on? Do I hear the door? Who's that coming in at this hour of night? So we were always awake, especially when mom was there. <laughs> but I think mom would have like realized and we didn't really think she was a sex worker as much as like she had some weird like relationships. It was more like she was a, sorry, now this is where I'm going to be. What was it you said you should be the other the other day? You were like, I should get one of those uh, sugar daddies. What's it called? Sugar baby. She was a sugar baby. It's more like she was a sugar baby than anything else. I know, but I feel like if you're a sugar baby you have one sugar daddy. Oh yeah, these were only like three guys in oh. rotation would come and go, right? And oh. and so she would, and oh. it was and like, it was really weird as well because when I think about it now, these were members of the police. I mean, and I went out and I met them in bars at like at various points with her. So it wasn't like top secret, but it was weird because she had this other boyfriend, you know? So anyway, and it was also weird because they like blatantly committed minor crimes with her. <laughs> like at one point she... I don't know, she clipped her wing mirror or whatever and it was broken and she was walking around the house in a rage with it and the guy, one of the guys came in late at night and he goes, come on, get on. And she put on like her dark cap and her dark puffer jacket and they all got dressed up in all their dark clothing and they went out scouring the streets of Milan for a suitable wing mirror to like steal off another matching car. And they came back with them. They were delighted. Like it was all very odd. Corruption in the police force. That's it what was. we should call was, this episode. <laughs> it 
was just very <laughs> odd. I mean, defund for all the I, police is what I say. Well, for all I know, they weren't even policemen, honestly. Oh, good like, point. You know what I mean? They presented themselves as such, but who maybe knows? they worked in like Magic Mike in Milan and they had the police uniforms. <laughs> That'd be good, wouldn't it? Oh God. That could have been anybody, yeah. It reminds me of the time Dad was over here, not that he's a magic mic at all. <laughs> right, sorry. That's not the connection. That was a dangerous, no, no, disturbing but he was over segue. Here. And you know Dad has, like, when he was, when Dad was young, Dad raced rally cars, right? So he definitely fancies himself speed demon on the road, right? How long do you think he raced rally cars for? A very long time. He's very professional. Not long. Yeah. Right? So yeah, yeah. his imp that he renovated with a friend, if he's got a photo somewhere, he's got a photo I, home Every time I think about this and him racing rally cars I just think of that scene in Greece when they're all singing Grease Lightning and like running around polishing the bumper with their Polish black jeans the really did you need to use that in relation to dad <laughs> like please <laughs> <laughs> anyway they were over here Shining dad and the mom, exhaust pipe that's enough dad and mom were over here and dad kept the kids of course so like you know when you have I mean you don't know but like I have kids, right? So once you have kids, you know when you have the kids in the car. Oh my god! You're very you conscious. Don't know. No, I meant I was about to tell you. Know I, when know, you have kids, I know, But you know when you have the kids in the car, you're very conscious. A of like the responsibility of having them in the car. Well, and apparently B, I'm not conscious enough, as I've been told several times. Oh, I was going to say, and B, they're very past remarkable, and they make all oh types god, of comments on your driving, yeah. right? So they came back anyway. They went out to the supermarket, or whatever, with mom and dad, and they came back. Oh my god! Sorry, just just before you talk about dad. Speaking of kids in the car, I just want to point out the fact that your nine-year-old, one day there was a guy who cut us off and we were both in the front giving out about him and then Nash went, I just gave him the finger. Is that bad? (laughs) (laughs) The back window. (laughs) I shouldn't laugh. That's a disgrace. Who would have taught him that? Where did he get it from? Exactly. Anyway, so they come back and they're like, Oh yeah, no, dad, dad's like, your kids are ridiculous. They're ridiculous. They're constantly criticizing my driving. And the, the kids are all like, grandpa's a really dangerous driver. He drives too close to the other cars. And, and dad goes, it's my, my instructor when I was rally driving used to say, two sheets of paint. There should be two sheets of paint between you and the next car, right? So fast forward about a week of this vacation and this holiday. Fast forward about a week, mom and dad go out again. They come back in. Mom comes in looking like super smug and delighted. Silence, right? Dad says nothing. Mom goes, Philip, something you'd like to say to Beatrice? He goes, eh, yeah, sorry about this. And he produces the wing mirror, right? <laughs> that he has clipped <laughs> off a mailbox. <laughs> he was obviously one sheet between himself and the mailbox. <laughs> Thank so. God he didn't clip it off another car though. I mean, did I care? It didn't get fixed. I oh no, but I just mean for like from the nightmare oh. of the confrontation that would have ensued. I, I suppose can't so. imagine. Yes, yeah, I suppose Dad so. would be like, oh, I'm sorry. I just thought it was two sheets of paint. Imagine. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> Speaking of passive aggressive housemate emails. I did live with someone for a while. We lived in this like early 20th century, maybe late 19th century house in Dublin that had really, oh my God, stop. Stop. I'm looking I at you. I'm not doing my presenting voice. You, you, you are. You're like, you're like speaking of. Give me that, this, give me eye this is not the symbol for icon. This is the symbol for eye gouging. You're looking very <laughs> violent over there. <laughs> you aren't paying any attention. You look like you're going to poke my eyes out or poke your own eyes out. <laughs> anyway. I do actually yeah. <laughs> I lived with someone in this like really old house that basically had no ventilation, right? So every morning when I went in to have a shower in the teeny tiny bathroom that had an electric shower put in, I would open all the, I would open the window basically like as wide as it would go because I'd be like, I need to air out the bathroom, right? And then, and this person I lived with used to come in after me and like slam the window, like immediately would like walk in and slam the window shut. I'm like, granted, it might've been cold, like it might've been October or November, but you're also like, you turn on the hot shower, you're grand. Do you know what I mean? You get a bit of fresh air. And then one day I was at work and I got an email saying, 
hi Rosemary I think from now I could probably actually find the email in my inbox I think from now on something like I would really like it if you would only open the windows when I'm not in the house and I was like what's not going to happen like like we live in a really old house and I like that is a bit of the mom in me that like the house needs to be aired but it fucking does need to be aired so like we live in a really old house when we're cooking when we're having a shower you know even if I feel like the kettle's been on four times and the, and the kitchen's a bit steamy I'd be opening a window you know what I mean? It was just one of those really bizarre things where you're like, oh, so we're communicating via email now. Even though this was the housemate that I found quite hard to live with because they never went anywhere. And like, I like to not go anywhere. So I like to, <laughs> <laughs> to have the house to myself. <laughs> and I would come home from work and be like, oh, they're going to be here again. I really just want to have some like, like house to myself for a while so I could just, you know, make tea and potter around and watch terrible TV or whatever. And I think also... When we first started living together, this person, I think the two of us really thought we were going to be friends, which judging by the window closing email and other things, we obviously weren't. So I used to come in and like there'd be like immediately these big chats. What did you do today? What like what happened? What happened here? What happened there? And I'd be like, I don't want to talk. I just want to be on my own. Do you think though that like if you think about someone like, you know, closing a window or whatever, do you think that's actually what they're annoyed about? Like, because I feel like, are you actually seriously going to argue with somebody about that or are there other things that you're just not addressing because to your point if you want mm. if you thought that you were going to be great friends with somebody are they really the things like what actually is annoying about a flatmate you know is that it, why do people get on each other's nerves when they're living together like that because I'm you're, yeah. you're reminded me just there of a housemate that I had and it was kind of an unusual situation but like don't need to go into all of that but at one point she was away for the weekend and I had some friends over and I moved all the furniture around and when she came back like it literally tipped her over the edge now that it was her lease and I had moved okay, in with okay. her. But like and moving furniture, you didn't paint it. You didn't no, I didn't like... paint it, I didn't do it. And I moved all the furniture in and it literally tipped her over the edge and she was raging. Like, I mean, raging, like shaking with rage talking to me. And she then went out and like we kind of, we had a massive row, you know. I was like, this is, you're being insane. And I actually think maybe there was like, other stuff going on that wasn't about mm-hmm. me, you know. And she went out to a bar and she came back with this guy who I'd never seen or heard of. She came back with him and she was like, you need to get out of the apartment because this guy is here to get you out of the apartment. And I was like, what? It's like, I, I, like, I live in this apartment with you. And she's like, well, he's here to get you out. You don't live here anymore. Like, and it was her apartment, you know. And did she know him before this? No, no, no. She went out to some bar, like picked Just found a random guy. Was like, do me a favor. Yeah, random Tuffy. And he came back. And I remember, yeah. And I remember between Tot and that now. I'll never live this A random Tuffy. I know. And when I think you said, somebody said I had a very posh accent. So now like I'm really, I'm not doing myself any favors. But, or was that you, Rosemary? Are you the posh one? Because you sounded pretty posh earlier on when you're doing presenter's voice. Anyway. So, but, so standing in the hall and... That silence out. is my rage, by the way. When I go really silent, it's because I'm seeing serious red mist and I can't say anything, I'm in a rage. I'd come back. I remember I was out of the, I was out of the bar myself, if you can believe it. I can't. And I know, right? And she was there with this, with Tuffy. And she goes, <laughs> Tuffy. Tuffy, she goes, Tuffy's here to get you out, right? And she's like, pack your bags. Tuffy's here to get you out. And like, this guy was like super skinny. And I'm like, what the hell? I was like, you can't, like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, and he goes, and he turns around and he goes, you're leaving and you're leaving now. And he gave me a kick on the shin, right? And I'll never forget it. A kick I, on the shin yes. of all the feeble moves yes. to make. I know, but that'd be really sore. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was extremely painful, but it was also so beyond terrifying. So like, shocking. Like, I, I, that's exactly it. I mean, in hindsight, I go, he literally gave me 
the most pathetic kick on the shin. But, but still, like, but the fact that he actually unexpected violence raised his leg <laughs> to have contact with me in raised any his way. Leg. Now I'm imagining him kicking on the oh, shin like so a karate, skinny. like a sideways. No, no, he was super skinny and like really weedy, and I, I, I would never have accused him of it. And he just, <laughs> he just, he didn't say anything. His face didn't change. He just gave me. It just goes on, to show you can never judge shin. a toughie by his cover. Uh, yeah, but I literally was like, that's it. I was like, I'm calling the police. Packed my bag and left, right? And moved in with a friend of mine. Oh, so you did corner. leave? I had to leave. Your man was about to beat me black and blue, I think. <laughs> did you call the police? No, of course I did I didn't. feel like the two of you were just going to have like a school like, because... Except the one, for this dude in between us. No, no, no. There, like, I mean, I mean you and him. Oh. I mean you and him because like the one fight that I, I, I well, I had a physical fight in school because <gasps> I'm obviously very classless. The one physical fight I ever had in school was a kick to the shin. Oh my God. And I some could, hair pulling. I like. never had a fight in my life. I remember once. That's a fight. You just didn't fight back. I remember once my very good friend and I in Donegal aged about seven or no, maybe we were probably about 11. I'm always like, we were 18. We were 11. It's like you were 25. Um, <laughs> She threw a shoe across the room at me and I remember being absolutely like horrified. Like this was a level of violence that had never crossed my mind. So I immediately picked up a shoe and threw it back at her. <laughs> Did you? Of course. <laughs> no, I had, a, I had a physical fight with a girl in school when, what happened? Like I, uh, I, like I was being, I was probably like 14 or something and I ran over and gave her a push no, 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 but we were friends. We were kind of friendly. Not really, obviously. And like, I went over and gave her a push messing, you know, and like, sh- like she didn't fall over. I just kind of gave her a push and kind of like doing a knickknack and then I ran away as if it wasn't me, you know what I mean? But she obviously saw it was me. Ran back over, gave me, like whacked me and I fell over and then saw absolute like red mist where I was like, oh my God, she's just pushed me over. I'm mortified and then Have I attacked her. Have you met her. yourself? Did you think that you were really dainty? Like I hit her and then I ran away and thought she wouldn't <laughs> see me. I'm like, what? I, I hit her and then like Sonic the Hedgehog, I zoomed away <laughs> thinking she would never notice. Anyway, then, yeah, she she knocked me over. Then I got absolute like livid, uh, went up, grabbed her hair, like 14, what? I think, started slapping each other's faces. And then I gave oh, her an almighty kick to the shin and then we got broken up. And it was like when we were in school. You so get, I thought you got the kick. You gave her the kick. Oh, I gave her the kick. And like I thought as well for weeks afterwards, I was like, I won because I got the kick. Like, like I won that scrap. Oh my god, we used to love a scrap at school. Trash bag. Do you not remember that? That like immediately no. we'd be like scrap. No, no, that was not. We my, went to the same school. Yeah, that was not my experience. I'm afraid of physical contact. I'm terrified <sighs> of violence. You're probably inside practicing your piano, and I'm you outside going, seen, "Where's the scrap?" The minute you go at me with the nipple cripple, I just crumple to the floor in absolute <laughs> terror. Just, this is a smothered style overshare. <laughs> I would like it stated for the record that I have never touched my sister's nipple. <laughs> Absolute lies, but also I can't even I can't even speak. I'm so outraged here. Blatant lies, but also it's through the clothes. Just in case, Rosemary, you're making this sound weirder than we're it making is. it sound weird. When you nipple cripple me, we're we're in your forties. I'm in my thirties. We're adult women. We're not supposed to be talking on our podcast about how we nipple cripple each other. No, excuse me. You nipple cripple me. I would like to say I have never experienced a nipple cripple before this visit. I was absolutely, this is the whole point. I nearly, if I froze, like I'm like a rabbit in the headlights. It's always at the jigsaw, just putting no, out. No, 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 no. The very first time I ever nibbled, you was on the couch. I, this, this is actually, I you know what? I nearly wet myself. 
and passed out all at once. You were being really annoying. You were doing you were doing or saying something really annoying, but like in a way that you were literally you just wouldn't stop. So I can't even remember what it was. I didn't but you even were like, know this was a thing. Nipple cripples. Yes. But I'm just explaining why I start, why it happened, right? You were being really irritating. There's no excuse for violence, Rosemary. Oh, and you were going on and on in the way that only a sister, where you're like, shut up. And you're like, I'm just saying blah, blah, blah. And I just was like, I have to shut you up. But. This seems like victim blaming. You know what, the, you know what this has made me think? <laughs> that in a way, if you could like nipple cripple your housemates <laughs> because you were annoyed that they opened the window, you might actually get on better in the long run because you don't have that like not nipple cripple really but you don't have that familiarity no, to say no. you're wrecking my head oh stop my doing this I would like to say that I do not think nipple crippling has brought us closer <laughs> no but what I mean is if I hadn't got to take out my anger in that moment of physical I violence people... I might be emailing you passive aggressive emails about your behaviour in your own home I now I wish people could see these, these <laughs> hand gestures like the definitive pointing hand gestures you're wrong no I'm doing the pinching I'm doing I'm the doing pinching, the pinching of the nipple too. <laughs> but just so you know my whole point was when you did that to me there was no retaliation I just literally flopped backwards nearly there passed out there was no out. retaliation oh, excuse myself. me the second time there was retaliation no, no, because no. I was prepared no no I didn't even the know first what was time, happening to excuse me. me the first time you were so shocked you yes. were acting like I'd honestly just like torn your fingernail <laughs> off with the tweezers you were like you're so sore and then approximately 10 minutes later when we all just had moved on we were watching TV the moment had passed you absolutely leapt on me but then didn't succeed in nipple crippling me so then Don walked in when the two of us were basically in some kind of weird like sumo wrestling move on top of each other on the couch and we were both in this kind of fits of giggles trying not to wet ourselves your hand was nowhere near my nipple and you were trying to get this revenge which I have yet to get and I have two days left so just and also my nipples are massive so like it's not like you've got a small target to aim for (laughs) it's the fact that they're not level makes it hard to really know you fucking bitch (laughs) nobody's nipples are level asymmetry is very in I love how we started off this like <laughs> oh we're getting on so well and I'm suddenly like I want to murder you <laughs> you know actually though speaking of not not level nipples I was in my house one day and I was I think I was either I was wearing a very soft bra and my ex-boyfriend at the time was like what's that what's that in your top and it was basically my nipple and he thought it was like something stuck to my jumper <laughs> And he literally tried to pull it off. I was like, that's my nipple. Oh, no, no. Actually, what happened was I went, that's my nipple. And he went, no, it's too low down. It's <laughs> so bad. Just like the time. Listen, my what do boys know? Well, that's true. But just like the time my other ex-boyfriend in the car went, oh, you have a dog hair in your face. Because like my dog's very hairy and her hairs get everywhere. It was not a dog hair. It was my hair and it was attached to my fucking chin. But it was really long and black. Oh, God. Rosemary, that's what makes you you. Outrage. It makes you unique. Why? That I'll happily talk about my uneven nipples on the oh, radio. Oh no, that you have them. No, everybody has uneven nipples, you absolute wench. Well, oh, I, <laughs> you're, this is, oh, I've, God. I've had enough now. I actually lived with another girl in college who I'm pretty sure had an eating disorder because she would only buy super healthy and like healthy in the early noughties. So she would only basically buy vegetables and rice. Rosemary, um, I hate to break it to you. Maybe this isn't an eating disorder. Maybe this is normal eating. We're getting to the disordered part. All right, okay. 
And I obviously would not buy healthy food. So I'd have like a box of Frosties because I'm 10 years old. A box of Frosties in the, in the I hadn't just, haven't discovered Froster Wheats at that point. Well, exactly. Box, box of Frosties in the press and like, I remember one time I babysat for the neighbours down the road and they gave me an Easter egg. And these are the two ones that I sp- specifically remember. So basically I bought this box of Frosties on a Thursday. On a Friday evening, the entire box was gone. And she was like, oh, I ate some of your cereal. I was about to say, that doesn't sound unusual for you. But I hadn't had any yet. Oh, right. <laughs> Can you please stop interrupting until the story is over? So my point is she would only buy healthy food. But then there, when there was something unhealthy that she wanted, she would eat the whole thing like in a very short space time and then be like, oh, sorry. Or like one time I bought myself... Uh, find three packets of Rolos because they were on like three for, <laughs> three for two and I put them in the fridge and she ate every single one okay that's weird like and another time the Easter egg that I'd got from the neighbours for babysitting their kid disappeared and she was like I'm so sorry I was cleaning the kitchen and the Easter egg fell out shattered to pieces and I had to put it in the bin here what about like, that's not true let's let's ask now for uh, opinions listener right? contributions listener contributions because you and I have never agreed over our friend, cousin, our cousin, who lived with a gang of flatmates. She shared a house with a gang of people who constantly ate her food. Do you remember this? They constantly ate her food. And when she would come home and they like her food was always decimated. Oh. So one day she decided she would bake uh, muffins or what was it? Fudge cake? Chocolate yeah. cake. Yeah. Into which she poured a ton of laxatives. Oh. And she then left it there for them to eat, which they duly did and duly suffered the penalties, right? I was actually horrified, but also I could understand why she did it. But like in between, you know, we've had, we've heard, we've told that story to various people who've been absolutely horrified. I wasn't that horrified. I was more like, I'm sure they survived. Wasn't very pleasant, right? I mean, it, it kind of is, it, it sounds like something that you would do when you're in your very early 20s or teens. Not necessarily that I would do or you would do, but that you can see, you can hear of being done and be like, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, people do this kind of shit. Now, as an adult, I'm like, okay, she drugged them. Oh, the for same way, God's like, sake, that's not what I was talking about. No, but like the same way when I was in college, a friend of a friend of mine put a Valium in his female friend's drink, like as a joke. And okay. she was like, it's not okay. okay but this is literally a laxative. Like, this was the least sexual assaulty thing. Oh, ever. no, no, no. No, no, no. I didn't mean like sexual assaulty. I just meant like you put laxative drugs in somebody's food. That's not okay. But I mean, it's not their food. That's what I mean. It's your food. Oh. And they ate it. Mm, right? So good point. They, you didn't put it in their food. You put it in your own food and they stole it. Therefore, that's the whole point. But it reminds me also of Don, who in his. Um, house in New York came home one day and he's not he doesn't even have a sweet tooth but he used to work until like 3-4am in the middle of the night and he came into the kitchen and there was a tray of delicious looking brownies so he ate one and it was you know pot brownies and he then and he does not like anything like that and he then had like a nightmare trip for the whole night <laughs> I mean so there's I mean, no one to blame but himself. Right, I know. Well, he doesn't blame anybody but himself, but he was like, it was. It certainly taught him never to eat any, you know, random food again. But I do kind of feel like if you're going to put, gonna, I mean, this sounds so serious. If you're going to put drugs in your food, you should really put up a sign. Just in case somebody comes and drinks them, eats them. Oh. Oh, sorry. I had to deal with something on the table that needed to be poured <laughs> into a glass. <laughs> Whereas I'm still nursing um, my my same oh tiny glass from the beginning, but I, no, I my I'm, my stomach isn't feeling well. It's not my fault. You're fine anyway. You're not the one that Dad is always accusing of being an alcoholic. So you're grand. Well, he hasn't actually accused me for ten years. I think. No, he hasn't accused like, you in a while. No, he hasn't. I think no, he's, no. But I think it's because he's he's now really into the wine. Yeah, he drinks a lot of wine now. Yeah. So he's probably like, oh, we're both alcoholics. And he can't accuse you because when he's here, well, he's glass for glass. 
Well, I mean, on occasion, he still says, I won't have any tonight, pet, and I look askance. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I would love to hear what people think of that. What is the what is the opinion? Is it disgraceful to leave deliberately laxatived brownies that belong to you out on the counter knowing that somebody's going to eat them? Or is it a lesson? Yeah. I mean, yeah, because when I first thought about it, I was like, oh my God, she fed them to her housemates, but she actually didn't. No, she didn't. That was the whole she point. She just put them there as, as temptation. Well, she put them there as like, she knew they were going to eat them. That was very Irish. What? Dare? She put them there. She put them there. <laughs> she put them there. Um, <laughs> I, I would also like to hear people's disastrously bad housemate stories. Like, there was also the time that my housemate at the time called me at work and basically told me, because when when this housemate moved in, I had said to them, look, you know, this is the rent, blah, blah, blah. And I said, twice a year, I hire a gardener because it was in the lease that I had to look after the garden. And I was like, twice a year, I hire a gardener to come and tidy up the garden. It costs whatever, like 120 quid. And he comes and does it in the day. And they were like, fine. And then when it came to hiring the the gardener, this person was like, I can't afford that, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well, then we're going to have to do the garden. And we had this ridiculous, I think this was again by email, we had this ridiculous back and forth where, you know, if you want us to do the garden, we can totally take a day once a month and do that. And he was like, I don't know why you think I should do it. And I was going, no, 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 like we'll both do it. Anyway, things got to a very bad pass. And he called me at work and basically was like, I don't know who you think you are. You're some kind of jumped up bitch. All my friends think you're ridiculous. Like really, really mean where I was like. Unnecessary. Yeah. And like, I also knew all of their friends, obviously from living together. So I was then going, oh my God, how can I ever be nice to their friend? You know, because I felt like he was, they were basically saying, all my friends hate you. Essentially, like all my friends think you're an uppity bitch. So I think after that, I emailed them back and was basically like, I don't think we should live together anymore. And they were like, fine, I'll be out by the end of the week or whatever it was. Grant. Yeah. Anyway, so that was the worst devolution of housemate that I ever experienced. That was bad. All right. I mean, yeah, it was pretty bad. I mean, I think that's, you know, part of as well, like, why do people feel like it's okay to be so mean to people that they are not like, how can these relationships deteriorate so rapidly, you know? But you, but you know what? I think it's kind of what you said about like that argument about the window that that argument was not about a gardener do you know what I mean so yeah. like I think they were so angry and so because they had been angry at me for months or weeks and I didn't know yeah and it was because, just like well, the culmination of saying, right because you're not a sibling so you can't just yeah. crip them, cripple them into submission <laughs> right but I mean you don't get to no like I even said while while you were here you know there are I'm very quick to tell you exactly what I think. I'm very quick to say, you know, Rosemary, I didn't really like what you did yesterday. And I was like, you don't really say that to me, you know, probably because nothing I do annoys you. But the point being, though, (laughs) the point being, though, that like, it's very, I feel very free to give you my feedback, probably too free, because it isn't really, you don't want every move analyzed or assessed. Like, it's not really helpful either. Like, so yeah. what, what am I, does that, what am I supposed to do about a lot of this? You know, like a lot of this is just who I am and how I am. And I'm sorry, the like last two scoops of Talenti, but no, last you know six I, scoops to be yeah, fair. I know. But you know what I mean? It's like, it's not really, it's not really helpful. And like, I don't know, it's very much an older sibling behavior. I think this idea of like, here's, you know, here's what you could do differently because you don't say that to other people you're very careful about not you one yeah. is yeah, yeah. very careful about like even when you're thinking you know if I say to you hey I want to tell somebody that I really found this offensive or that it's like how will I do it how, how will I, I word it, it? Yeah, yeah yeah whereas with you I just be like here that really annoyed me yeah and like housemates I feel are almost like a work negotiation or feedback you're giving a colleague because you know that you're still going to have to interact with them so it's not just a friend who you'll have an argument with, not speak for a couple of weeks and then like sort it out or like not even not speak, but be a bit annoyed with each other for a couple of weeks. With a housemate, much like a colleague, you can't just be like, I'm not going to see you for a week because you live with them or you work with them. 
Do you know so what I mean? how many of your housemates who you weren't friends with, like people that, so like leave aside the boyfriends or the people that you were already friends with when you moved in together, like how many of those people are you still in touch with or friends with? None. Which does make me think that like, I, like I must be a difficult person to live with as well. I mean, I'd be, I'd be interested to know, like I was even thinking how many work people are people, you know, still in touch with, like a couple, right? I have a couple of people that I'm still in touch with from work, but yeah, you know, it seems so, it also makes me think about what well, we can talk about this, like on a separate basis. Like we're so worried about being liked, you know what I mean? I mean, I am, I just yeah. speak about myself. Like I want to be liked in a work environment. I want to get on mm-hmm, with people. Mm-hmm. I want to have friends. And afterwards I go, I don't, I don't stay in touch with even the ones yeah. I really like. You just don't because you already have your friend set and your friend group. And there are a couple of people you're going to stay in touch with, like focus on them and don't worry about the rest of it. Same with the a housemate, you know, if you yeah. kind of just separate that. I'm trying to think, like, are my friends with or in touch with any of them? No, like every now and then we would message on Facebook or whatever, but we're not like still friends. I don't know anything about them, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I did um, message your woman, the one, the, the, Fr- the, 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 the friend of the police. The friend of the police, exactly. I messaged her a while ago because I can't remember what happened, but we fell out at the very end. What, what did happen? I think she got annoyed because I moved out. I, I, cut the lease short like my own lease short and then she had to find somebody else why did I move oh she had a birthday party that she invited me to and I didn't go and oh it was all she was she was making me tell all these lies to the boyfriend oh I remember the this living yeah, boyfriend. Yeah, yeah she was saying don't tell him that I'm and I was like I'm not getting involved in this so when he came home he's like where is she and I said oh she had a birthday party oh and she was there with like some ex-boyfriend from years ago I said, she's in a bar or whatever. I was just like, I'm not getting involved. Like, I don't care. Don't don't use me to tell your lies, you know. But um, but that reminds me of another girl that I lived with who was married. She and her husband, I, I shared a house with them or an apartment with them, also in Milan. And he was so nice. She was so nice too. They were both a lovely couple, but she was a little bit more high strung, you know, a bit more maybe unpredictable. Like he was super nice and just so in love with her. And she started anyway having a relationship with this other guy that she did yoga with and she used to so I remember like on a Saturday morning I would be in my room you know not getting up extremely early but I used to love to go to the markets like secondhand mm-hmm. markets and you know browse and they were go so to the good vegetable as well. markets. oh yeah so nice right down yeah. by the canals and I remember one day I was getting ready to go out and I was just getting dressed and she called me and she was like hey if my husband is looking for me like tell him that you and I are together. So like I couldn't even leave my house, my bedroom oh, for I the remember. whole day. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I can't go out because it's not like Milan isn't massive. It's more yeah, like yeah. Dublin. You would entirely risk being seen at like the only, you know, it's like everybody goes to Temple Bar, yeah, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you would entirely risk being bumped into. So I was trapped in my bedroom and I was raging with her for that. But but again, I don't think I really said anything. I think I just said to her afterwards, hey, please don't use me as an excuse. Yeah, yeah. But I sat dutifully in my bedroom for the whole day raging did they end up staying together no they broke up like but I mean a lot you know a long time afterwards and nothing to do with that guy I mean she she broke up with that guy but I think like it became you know she just started seeing loads of different guys he was so nice he was so nice though she was so nice too I mean they were it's just you know they were very young it was a pity just didn't work out yeah didn't work out so yeah we would love to know people's well what do you think about laxatives and the brownies oh yeah exactly and also, we'd love to hear your good, but mostly bad housemate stories. <laughs> like, I don't, really, bad. I don't really want to hear about the best friend you made. I want to hear about the passive aggressive email you got at work from your housemate. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know that I'm not alone. Or the laxative brandy that you ate. Oh my God. Oh my God. Imagine. 
Yeah. Do you think they know that there were laxatives in the brain? Like, did she tell them afterwards? Oh, no, I don't think so. Oh, because you've totally landed her in it now. If anybody's listening to it, Ireland's very small. Nobody would suspect her. She's very angelic. That's actually true. Yeah. I mean, anybody listening to this is going to be like, I know who that is and it's going to be the wrong one. <gasps> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been kicked on the shin by a random or brought home from a bar? Okay, but don't or, answer this if you're the girl in school who I kicked in the I shin. I was just about to say, or by Rosemary. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. If you have two seconds and you have an iPhone, please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts because it helps other people discover us and it's proving an excellent ego boost for us both as we look through our reviews on the reg. (laughs) (laughs) So we got some really nice feedback on the song that we sang in the episode about our mom. The first singer was very good, apparently. (laughs) That was just one person, (laughs) right? They actually said you both were very nice. Especially the first singer. So that was was me, obviously. (laughs) But if you have a sister and would like to sing a song, and if you don't have a sister, if you would just like to sing a song, send it in to us and we will pick something thematic for uh, the end of our next podcast. That would be really nice. We'd love to hear your singing voices sent in to us. Yeah, that would be so lovely. And you can do that on Instagram. We're at notwithoutmysister. Or you can send it to our individual Instagrams. I'm at Rosemary McCabe with an A in my Mac. I'm at Beatrice McCabe with an A in your Mac and we're also online on notwithoutmysis.com where you'll find show notes and transcriptions of each and every episode Not Without My Sister is edited by Liam Garrity sound design and mixing is by Don Kirkland original music by Don Kirkland also and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen Not Without My Sister is a member of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts. As is my podcast, Meet Your Maker. You'll find more great shows at thewarren.ie.